Hello and welcome to another episode of Digital Nomad Ventures. Today I'm coming to you from Chiang Mai, Thailand, and I'm speaking with Eli Asuid. He is a the okay. founder of CoSpace and a new startup called Remote and Digital, based in Koh Phangan, Thailand, which is a beautiful island in southern Thailand. Uh, I recently had the opportunity to work at one of his co-working spaces called Banjai D. And he now just recently started a new one at Sunset Sunset Hill Resort, and he has another one at, called Casa Tropicana. They offer co-living, co-working, community, and wellness so that you can work remotely as a digital nomad on a paradise island in Thailand. So without further ado, let's introduce Ellie to the podcast. Welcome, Ellie. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Mike. You're very welcome. It's great to see you again. We're just doing this over Zoom remotely. Yeah. So, Ellie, tell me more about what made you decide to escape the traditional nine to five and become a digital nomad living in Thailand. Well, first, for, first of all, for me, you know, it was uh, it came out of uh, I guess two love stories. I came to Koh Phangan on the honeymoon uh, with my uh, with my uh, with my new bride. Uh, we decided to come to Thailand for a, for our honeymoon and. You know what was supposed to be a month-long trip around the entire country soon turned into just a, an extended stay into in Copangan because we uh, we fell madly in love with the place itself. Um, and you know, on, on top of that, soon you know, pretty much as we were here, you know, falling in love with the place, uh, we were also presented with the opportunity to invest in Casa Tropicana. Uh, and it came as just uh, it just seemed like everything was kind of lining up uh, perfectly and that's why we decided to uh, you know to make the move um, and you know the, uh, the, the choice of leaving the nine to five unfortunately is not something I've had the opportunity because you know uh, even though we have now implemented the co-working concept to our hotel and restaurant for about a year and a half so that we can more specifically, uh, you know, uh, target remote workers and digital nomads. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the schedule is still very much in line with you know uh, what you might uh, deal with on a regular basis when you work in hotel and restaurants. So, you know, to, to give you an example, this morning, you know, I got here at about eight o'clock for opening at Sunset Hill. We'll be open to around seven p.m. and then after that, I gotta go and do the closing at Casa Tropicana. So. It's you know it's a big it's a bit paradoxical because on one end we are creating <laughs> you know uh, settings and properties for people that have had you know that have made the decision and that have the the opportunity to leave the regular nine to five. While on the other end, you know we're still pulling you know some you know thirteen, fourteen, fifteen hour days fairly regularly. Uh, but you know, uh, when you have the opportunity to not just be part of such a great project, but also have your word, uh, you know, a part to play in actually creating it, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of not count the hours and just focus on you know providing uh, our members and the people that come and join us on a regular basis the best experience possible. So. Uh, I kind of look forward, actually, to having a nine to five, uh, <laughs> yeah. and I even look even sure. more for I even, you know, because uh -huh. it, it doesn't sound quite that it doesn't sound quite that bad when uh, when you're working, you know, so much more. Um, yeah. But yet again, all our energy, all our all our focus is really geared towards you know creating the most you know the 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 ideal uh, remote working experience for people that do come to us, and uh, we'll figure out you know. Uh, when we have time and when things are a bit more established, uh, how we can cut down on hours. But it's uh, it's not on our list of things to do for now. Fantastic. Well, that's a, a it's an inspiring story about how you met your wife and then come to Copenhagen and set up this co-working space. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for sharing and and uh, yeah, obviously. The digital nomad lifestyle is often glamorized, right? They think, oh yeah, I'm just going to come live on an island and work. Uh, work from a beach for the four-hour work week essentially right but it's not always that way yeah. there's no such thing as an overnight success you have to put in the work right 
So that's it, you know, and, and, and we're, we're witness to that on to. a regular basis. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yes, it is a very glamorous, you know, lifestyle. And yes, you can actually work from the beach, beach if you do, if you do wish to do so. Like, you Absolutely. Know, um, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, behind all that glitter, uh, behind all those great tens and, you know, uh, <laughs> all that, you know, great work-life balance, there is also a lot of hard work. Like, we have people that are there five, six days a week that show up sometimes before we even open and that stay all the way till closing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it, it takes a lot of work and dedication and, and discipline for, uh, you know, for to sure. actually uh, make it. Uh, because, you know, we also see a lot of people that kind of created themselves this runway, uh, saved a certain amount of money uh, so that they can, you know, hopefully get started. But somewhere along the way, either they don't spend enough time working or they spend too much time uh, and too much money doing other things that are not geared towards, you know, getting established. And they soon realize that, hey, there's still, you know, there's still a, a um, an enormous amount of work to, uh, uh, to 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 produce on a regular basis for you to really, really get started, establish your name, mm-hmm. uh, get those, you know, those regular clients, get that regular income uh, before you can even think about, you know, the four-hour work week, uh, yeah. which to me sounds more like science fiction than anything. But hey, I hear a lot. I hear a lot of people talking about. It, yeah, so we all know that Tim. To those that can't make it yeah, we all know uh, many of us digital nomads have read the book, The 4-Hour Work Week. But of course, Tim Ferriss yeah. works more than 15 hours a day. It's just, it's not yeah. possible, yeah, especially when you're just starting out, it, right? You know, I have a very, it's a very, it's yeah. a very catchy title. That's uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. I have about eight different income streams, but almost zero okay. of them are profitable. So. Okay. You know, it's important well, to find focus. You need to keep working at it. Yeah, absolutely. You got to find focus too. Focus on one, make that profitable and successful, and then grow. Keep growing. So for the next I question, think, I think yeah. Mike, you know, if I may, if I may say so, Mike, I think you're also a great example of you know how you know how you need to do things regularly. I mean, I see you posting, you know, either sharing various kinds of information or. Uh, share posting your pictures, mm-hmm. uh, sharing videos. Like you, you're you're actually doing it the right way, and it's true that you know overnight successes are not that common. You just gotta Absolutely. keep grinding, keep yeah, doing, you know, keep uh, you know, Can't keep the preaching, hustle. you know. Yeah, yeah, keep preaching, brother, and you're doing it right. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I want to start this podcast up again. I haven't interviewed anyone for over a year now since I left Austin, Texas. And um, you know, looking, so <laughs> and looking for more guests, I reached out to you because you know we've had the opportunity to to spend some time together in Copenhagen, and I even worked from one of your co-working spaces. So um, yeah, that's right. I, yeah. So for the next question, I'm going to ask: What what's your favorite thing about the remote work lifestyle? Um, well, you know, it's funny because I, I have actually been uh, asked to uh, join a couple of podcasts and interviews uh, lately, and it's a question that everybody asks, and I'm actually sorry to tell you, I'm going to have to provide you with the same answer I give everyone. Go ahead. Because although, all, because although there are numerous things that are, you know, fantastic about this lifestyle, I think there is one thing in particular that has really kind of set itself apart from all the other ones. And COVID uh, and the current situation has made even more uh, uh, glaring of an example and the great, the greatest asset. And my answer to your question is the freedom of movement. And what do I mean by that? It's like you know when the COVID situ- situation started hitting uh, Thailand, and you know lockdowns were getting into place, and the epicenter of the crisis was now in uh, in Europe. Uh, you know, it was still in the middle of the high season here in Copangan. You know, we were full at both of our properties. The co-working were busy. The restaurants were busy. The island was busy. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and you know, and obviously, first we noticed a big wave of departure from regular tourists. That was almost immediate. Yeah. But you know, a couple of weeks into it, we also noticed that there was a lot of the regulars at the co-working spaces. 
that we're still here. And obviously, you know, as we, you know, we, we really have at heart to communicate and always be in contact and, you know, exchanging with our members where, you know, we're talking to them on like almost a daily basis. That's and great. And we ask them, you know, like, so what's, what's the plan? They were like, well, Thailand just came out with a visa amnesty. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I have absolutely no intention of going back to either Berlin or Paris or London or Miami or, or New York or, or wherever else you could think of. Uh, to be locked into my tiny apartment, <laughs> which is too expensive. Yeah, um, you're preaching to the choir. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to stay, and it's you know, yeah, it's a no-brainer, it, right? It's really that. Uh-huh. It's it's that simple. Uh-huh. It was that simple. They yeah. Took one quick look, you know, the you know did the you know risk reward risk reward analysis, and everybody decided like. Man, I'm 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 not going anywhere. Yeah, and yeah. really, uh, you know, the well, obviously, every time that you talk about digital nomadism, you know, there's this there's this connotation of movement and traveling, and you know, going where where you kind of want to go. And you know, until until this crisis, you know, I think it really wasn't well understood by the great majority of people just how much. Of freedom, yeah. it really is. Yeah, uh, and and truth be told, you know, we still with you know almost a year into it, uh, we still have people that are still here. The amnesty was still going on; it was extended several times. In the meantime, since obviously Kovangan is such an incredible place, people fell madly in love with it. So they took the initiative on you know of signing up for other kinds of uh, of visas, whether it be a you know. A, uh, a a uh, English le- you know what no actually education visa when you want to learn it's like a student a student visa mm-hmm. or a volunteering visa and just like you and I have been actively promoting you know over the internet they're also really working uh, to extend a program that was already in place which is called the smart visa yeah to more specifically target digital nomads and remote workers. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, thousands upon thousands of people are realizing that, you know, hey, not only is it a, is Thailand a beautiful, you know, fairly cheap place to live with everything you can need for to, you know, conduct proper business, but on top of that, the visa situation has been made greatly easier, mm-hmm. and you know, it's becoming some kind of a, you know, of a no-brainer for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And now I think they're passing like a 90-day visa in addition to making the regulations less restrictive to get the the smart visa as well as uh, like you yeah. can also get an STV visa, but there's a lot of paperwork and you got to go under court. Another thing is you got to go under quarantine for 14 days, which a lot of travelers just don't want to do. And I quite honestly can't blame them, yeah, that's, but that's, it's necessary to keep the people safe. That's obviously a pain in the butt. You know, yeah. Fifteen days, and I have many friends mm-hmm. that have, you know uh, are living in Copenhagen on a full-time basis that went through it. Uh, it's expensive, let's be quite honest. Uh, you know, spending it's fifteen days inside your, your room. That's like, got to be tough. Days, I believe you're not allowed to leave it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when they bring you your food, they basically drop the tray on the floor, knock on the door, and just kind of run away. So they really kind of there's this feeling of not just being like uh, somewhat of a prisoner, no. but like you know, uh, an infectious one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that's that's no. Let's not. Let's be honest. Like it's 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 a tough sell. Sure. Sure. Um, however, what's also really great about these kinds of initiative uh, is that it is obviously opening up the door uh, to you know future uh, opportunities and you know. Uh, new initiatives from the government, and I think most importantly, it is also keeping Thailand very much alive in the conversations regarding you know remote working and digital nomadism. So, uh, mm-hmm. although there are hurdles that are still you know being applied right now, the fact of the matter is that by the time the borders reopen and the vaccine is around, well. You know, Thailand is going to be open for business, then many businesses are going to be fully ready sure. to fully accommodate 
remote working uh, in, uh, in places beyond, you know, the usual Bangkok and Chiang Mai where you are. Yeah, obviously yeah. Obviously, Koh Phangan is obviously, you know, further cemented itself as a great location to do that. I hear Koh Lanta is fantastic. I hear Phuket has a couple of places. I think Koh Chang too. The, the whole... The, yeah, the whole country is just kind of catching on. Yeah, uh, and they're really going in, going all in, and it's fantastic. Yeah, we're leading the world in terms of how we're handling the COVID situation. Um, so now we've really yeah. put more of an emphasis on keeping the people safe, and we've kind of put the economy on the back burner for now. But um, yeah. eventually, the floodgates are going to open, and everyone's going to want to come to Thailand and work remotely. It's just, it's a great place to be. In the right place at the right time, um, so I think. And I and I and I'd like to know, and I would just sure. like to mention, you yeah. know, that you know I hope, but you know what I was saying about the you know the the quarantine doesn't come off as a criticism because, mm -hmm. like you said, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, uh, Thailand crushed it with with COVID. They really, really did an incredible job, you know. For uh, sure. You know, it's it especially compared to the United States. States. You know, <laughs> obviously, just like you said, the economy is difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, tourism is pretty much in existence, uh, but you know, it's also very commendable yeah. uh, that the government was was willing to go to such extent to protect its population, uh, to you know, uh, to show that hey, guys, like. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, the economy is important, but the life and the wellness of our people and the and the foreigners and the expats that are here comes first. Sure, um, sure, absolutely. And uh, you know, when it's when it's coupled with those new initiatives that say, "Hey, we know it's difficult. Uh, you know, it's most likely not going to get better right away, but here, this is what we could do now. This is what we're going to set up in the future." It's a band-aid uh, solution. Really overall Think a big, a big round of applause to uh, to Thailand mm -hmm. because uh, they really did an incredible job. Sure, absolutely, and I th I think of you as one of the people that is kind of leading the initiative for re remote work and digital nomadism here in Thailand. So that's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you on the podcast. Um, so, well, I appreciate you, everything you're well, doing. Why, man? Like, you know, yeah. Like, like the thing is, like, just like I told you earlier, you know, the fact of the matter is, like, you know, I wish I had more time to do remote working and to live the lifestyle that, you know, uh -huh. we work so hard here to help uh, facilitate. Um, but, you know, it, it was already something that was, you know, up, up and coming before COVID. COVID has insanely accelerated the, the revolution the yes. towards the, the digital nomad movement. Yeah. working. Of course. It's going to be it's going to be a mainstream option, uh, and it's already an industry that you know financially has shown some incredible promise for the future. Mm -hmm. Where the demand is is you know is grossly underserved yeah. compared to the supply, uh, and when you couple that with you know a fascinating country like Thailand, which you know. Combines the culture, uh, the you know the the re relatively low uh, cost of living, the incredible food, the fact that there was already a community that was settled in the country. Um, it's you know it just kind of makes sense. It really all kind of makes sense. And you know yes, obviously I have at heart to create myself a, a situation for myself and my family. Uh, the project of remote and digital is something that really matters to me. Um, yeah, I, I want to talk about to that next. Honest, my, number, my, my number one goal is to further cement Thailand and particularly Koh Phangan, obviously, because that's where I'm, I, I'm at currently, uh, as a the ideal destination for remote working. Because if we manage to do that, and if I manage to be able to help to do that, then, you know, it doesn't matter how many people, you know, that are already in the industry or that want to join the industry decide yeah. to come. This simply won't be enough room, you know. So it's, that's why every day we work really hard on creating the structures, on promoting the lifestyle, on promoting Kopangan because all of it is great. All of it deserves its, uh, its time in the, in the limelight. And, uh, and it, I think it's a, it's a wonderful, sustainable uh, lifestyle that really provides, you know, all the people that have the, the courage yeah. to get launched into it. Mm -hmm. To get out of their comfort zone. Work and life and happiness and wealth, you know. Sure. 
I was actually just reading a blog post on Shelter, which is a company that helps um, you know people that are looking to uh, transition to Thailand, uh, set up a business, get their work permit, these types of things. I was reading a blog post and yeah. it's on the top five th places to live in Thailand. And Copenhagen is ranked in the list. Um, you know, the cost of living, it says is about 900 to $1,300 a month. The population is yeah. about 11,000, internet speed, 18 megabits. Um, so you have a little bit of something for everyone. It also ranks very it's, high. It's um, in, hold on, yeah, 18 yeah. megabits for what? Oh, I don't know. This just, download? I think average Wi-Fi speed. So that is, that Grossly is, that is, no, that not even That's close. not true. Okay, okay. At, at, uh, we sign up, we sign up for the new, uh, for the new uh, plan mm -hmm. at AIS for the co-working space. Yeah. We got a thousand Mbps. Wow. And downloads. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that's not so accurate. Fast, uh, yeah. It's so fast. The, the computers and phones overheat <laughs> the speed of the internet. Seriously? It's, it's absurd. Wow. It's absurd, man. It's, Damn. It, yeah. It's really, really, really fast. I know for a fact it's, it is faster than, than places like London and Paris. We have fiber optic, fiber optic speed everywhere on the island. It's, it's that's amazing. Incredible. That's amazing. So why wouldn't somebody come to a paradise island like Copenhagen and set up shop? Um, also, you have a great fucking question. You have <laughs> you have Koh Samui located nearby as well as Koh Tao. So there's three islands, and yeah. then you can easily yeah. get back to Surat Thani, yeah. the mainland. Um, you know, I, I may be coming back to Copenhagen soon. I'm I might go to Koh Samui. I'm trying to decide between there and Koh Chang because I've wanted to visit Koh Chang for a long time now. Um, but yeah. So I want to talk to you more about remote and digital. This is a great conversation, by the yeah. way, and uh, would love to talk more about this this new startup that you just um, created. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit more about that. Is that kind of like an umbrella company for the co-working spaces or? What is that? Exactly? Yes, exactly. So uh, when we met, you know, I was uh, I was part of another company, a company that I co-founded, which was well called CoSpace. Yes. Uh, we decided to we decided to part ways, um, mm -hmm. and I uh, I decided to create my own company called uh, Remote and Digital in partnership with a um, a marketing agency uh, called Efficient Ninja. Uh, and you know, truth be told, you know, a lot of what we're going to do and that we are doing already at Remote and Digital is based in the you know many of the concepts uh, that we had created that was you know as a co-founder um, that we were applying at CoSpace. So you know, obviously, we focus on co-working, co-living, uh, wellness, which you know gathers you know uh, physical activities such as. Uh, uh, yoga, meditation, um, yeah. but it also includes, you know, good food, and finally, and probably most importantly, the the the, the concept of community. Yeah. I don't need to tell you that you know one of the one of the major issues with the you know digital nomadism is the perceived loneliness that can come along with it. Yeah, um, it's it's so definitely really, a real thing. Really, it happens. It's a real thing. Yeah, we really. We we really you know we really focus on providing as many uh, social events for people to gather, meet, uh, share ideas, hopefully become friends. Uh, you know if uh, if somehow they uh, if they also find some kind of romantic interest, we'd love for that to happen. Uh, and the idea is that you know we want people uh, we want people to feel home at the end of the day. You know like. And if you have a place to work, a place to live, a place to eat, a place to exercise, and on top of that, you're going to surround yourself with like-minded people, people that have taken very similar life choices, uh, it's, uh, it's going to make the whole thing a lot easier. Now, what Promoted sure. Digital is also doing, uh, which is, you know, which I'm very excited about, is that we are currently uh, creating a platform which will also provide a uh, long list of uh, classes uh, to teach all the remote working basics that people need, along with some of the market marketing uh, techniques that my partners have created and has shown incredible results. 
Um, so you know, awesome. we, uh, we are in the process of creating a video library. Uh, we have also we're offering you know in the free part of this library you know we've put together a a, a long list of interviews uh, with you know digital nomads that you know we have come to become friends with so that we offer you know some some honest and genuine testimonies not some random people that we just met um, you know because we really have a heart to offer something that is useful. Um, and then in the premium part of this library, you know, you will have access to, you know, some uh, some amazing uh, knowledge that will get you, you know, that can get pretty much anybody on their way to start making some real money very soon. And then the ultimate goal of all of this, because obviously right now all we can offer is those lessons online, we want to create retreats, either a month or two month long retreat where not only you're going to have access to all that knowledge, you're going to get to use the co-working, you're going to get to live amongst other people. So you're really going to get the full spectrum of what, you know, being a digital nomad, being a location independent professional is all about. Because, you know, like, like we said earlier, it can be very glamorous and the idea of working, you know, uh, under the shade of a palm tree, uh, you know, <laughs> while sipping on coconut juice, you know, it's very yeah. sexy. Sure. But, you know, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to do that, that, right? Who wouldn't no. want to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, with, you know, with those retreats, we're really going to provide people the opportunity to really get everything. They get the knowledge, they get the experience, they get to see the kind of people that, that also live this lifestyle so that hopefully by the end of the retreat, they could be either, okay, this is exactly what I've been searching for my whole life. I never want to go back yeah, to where yeah, I come yeah. from or uh -huh. please get me back to where I come from. So hopefully I can apply all that knowledge from my house, uh, you know, uh, and still be happy with that. Amazing. That's great. And I actually had just created an account on remote.digital. That's where our listeners can find your, your membership yes. site, right? Remote.digital. Um, exactly. I created an account and I went through some of the course content. It's like you've got some good stuff up there already. And I'd love to maybe talk to you a little more after the podcast about setting up yeah. work. Maybe we could collaborate well, on some things. But, and then, you know, yet again, I think, you know, here's another great example of how easily uh, people come together to try to, you know, uh, explore some ways to either partner up mm -hmm. or at least help each other out. Yeah. And it was the very goal of this platform is obviously, you know, we have a lot of things that we want to teach because we have that experience for that. But I know, you know, like you also have your class that could be up and we could find a way. It's right. Yeah, it's absolutely. The, the opportunities for sharing, for communicating, for getting new ideas are endless. And, uh, and look, they can happen even when uh, during a, uh, a live interview. Mm -hmm, for <laughs> sure. Great. Yeah, we'll definitely I have an online that. course. I already have all the videos ready to go. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely love to team there up. There you go. Perfect. Um, so that's great. Perfect. It sounds like you're working on a lot of interesting things. Uh, and I'd like to learn more. So you just recently converted a resort, a beautiful resort in Copenhagen into a co-working space. And you actually gave me a a live tour around the place before this this podcast um it looks you know it looks yeah. pretty empty right now right because given the current situation there's not too many people that are co-working um but i'd love to learn more let's also not and, for, yeah yeah let's also not forget that it's christmas eve so sure sure not really working of course because they're they're doing other more fun things hanging out with their family and friends um so that's that's yeah. important to note as well um, but yeah, tell me, I'd like to learn more about how you, how that transpired. How did you convince the owner to let you rent the place for co-working? Sure. How <laughs> I managed to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been in, uh, in Copana almost, almost three years. Um, I visited almost every single property on this island and many times always within the back of my mind trying to think that, you know, would this property work? Would I be able to take it over? Uh, and you know, Sunset Hill is one of the few properties along with places like Santia or Arnantara or Papunam where I would come, you know, to a party or to come have dinner where it never even crossed my mind 
because it is such an incredible place. I mean, you know, Sunset Hill is really an institution uh, hmm. in Copangan. You know, mm -hmm. it was created. Uh, it is owned. It was owned. It's owned, and it was created uh, by this gentleman called Marcel Rilla, who is originally from uh, from Amsterdam. He is a uh, he's a lifestyle and performance coach. And his dream at the beginning was to create this retreat center. Uh, so he started with you know putting together one uh, one building on top of this hill with a view. Well, I don't know if you can get wow. all of it right now, but that's an amazing view. Um, a little bit cloudy today, and, but you know, uh, that yeah, was the dream amazing. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, and you know he wanted to do all those retreats, and the retreats weren't picking up. But the hotel was doing really well, so he got the second second building, and then it did still did very well for the hotel. So he built a third and a fourth, and an infinity pool, and a sauna, and a and a yoga, and he and you know over nearly sixteen years now, he has created this Shangri-La of a place, uh, which is incredible, and. Uh, you know, and obviously it would have been way outside my means to even, you know, to even think about being able to uh, take it over. However, you unless know, you could find like investors, your crisis mm -hmm. in history has provided, you know, it also opens up the door to opportunities. And, you know, at this point, you know, I feel, you know, I feel really strongly about, you know, the, the validity, the strength of our project. You know, we're combining many different activities. We are offering them at a very high level of service. Um, and, you know, we have the local team, we have the history. Um, and, you know, when I approached them, you know, I started talking to them uh, early November. Uh, we had already demonstrated at Casa Tropicana in particular a very high level surviving power, which in, in these times is almost as good as, you know, doing some incredible uh, uh, numbers when it comes to revenue. So you already had and, a successful you know, business, uh, you already had a successful business model that was working and operating. Yeah, so capacity. the first the first quarter of 2020 for us was was wonderful. You know, all our all our projections were you know were were you know beaten uh, to a great extent. You know, we were that's great. We were entering a phase of you know aggressive expansion. Uh, you know, when when COVID hit, you know, we were you know on the verge of acquiring a third property. Thank God we didn't. Um, it was just happening. You know, and then. COVID hit and, you know, although I gotta, I'll be honest, you know, we haven't made money in a really long time. We haven't lost, you know, much. We, it's a, you know, and every day that we manage to stick around is one day that gets us closer to the other side of this nightmare. Um, and although, you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, we're becoming cautiously optimistic that we are going to see the other end of this. So, you know, that's great. So uh, you're not an introduction between myself. Sorry. So you're not, you're not in massive, you're not in massive debt, right? You're not extremely profitable yet, but no, you're still, you're not taking on lots of debt we're, and we're, credit cards and all this crap that a lot of businesses and entrepreneurs well, use. Mm. I, I'm in debt to my dad. I do, I, I do owe some money to my dad, but you know, I can, I can defer those payments. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm in the uh, same boat. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and no, it's you know, it's like we we haven't been profitable. However, you know, all the bills are paid, all the staff is paid. Uh, you know, we get a small salary, we get fed. Like, it, you know, and at this pace, it's looking because I, I'd like to think that you know, even though even though there's somewhat of a new wave that's coming, the worst is behind us. It's look. Every day, a little like we're getting a little bit closer to the other end. Of There's it. a light and at the end of this tunnel. The, what, exactly, and the introduction between myself and the ownership of Sunset Hill was made by another gentleman uh, who actually reached out to uh, to me um, because he really liked my uh, the the project in itself, and he has been looking around to potentially buy properties. And when he came to meet them first. They got to talk a lot, and as soon as he left the, the meeting, he called me. He's like, "Ellie, listen, I just got out of the meeting with the, the people at Sunset Hill. I really think you should talk to them. Uh, I think there's a lot of alignment. 
Um, and you know, maybe you could talk yourself into it. And it's true that obviously the property, first of all, the size of it is ideal. Then on top of that, you know, they had this rooftop yoga studio within, within wow. an enormous patio that was pretty much being on use. So that would have been ideal. On top of that, you know, uh, there is a really great alignment in the clientele, uh, which I was able to demonstrate to them because it's true that for them, uh, especially for Marcel, who's you know seventy-four year old gentleman, uh, mm. that when he hears the term digital nomad, you know, he kind of put that everything in the same basket as the people that would come for, let's say, the the Fulman party. You know, a bunch of uh, you know. Uh, Party raging, young people Sir, get but, shit faced. And, yeah, you know, it's um, same, but same, but different. The good thing with Casa Tropic, the good thing with Casa Tropicana being open uh -huh. is I was able to invite them for for lunch, and I showed them. I was like, "Look, this is you know, they, we're we're talking about a very respectful uh, clientele, people that come with money, that keep making money the entire time that they're here." Uh, a clientele that is really dedicated to sharing and becoming part of the community. Um, so, you know, they were really interested in yeah, that. And then yeah. also, you know, what I think the great, one of the greatest strengths in the project of Remote Digital is that it turns a, a place like Kopangan, which was incredibly seasonal, into potentially a 365 day a year busy place. Because you know there are no seasons for digital nomads. Like we, sure. do, you know, people don't need to wait for you know for a Christmas break or or or, or summer break to be able to not be at home. You know, yeah, they can come anytime. Now we're just waiting you on know, the borders to open fully. We're just waiting on the borders to open fully without exactly. all the regulations, right? And then once that exactly. happens, tons and tons of people and are going to be flocking here. And it, yeah. And, you know, so when they started seeing that uh, actually, you know, live, you know, what was happening at Casa Tropicana, they also did the research. Then on top of that, what was really fantastic is they had the presence of mind mm -hmm. of realizing, like, you know, despite the fact that they have an incredibly well-established business, uh, just waiting around for things to get back to normal wasn't going to be enough because, you know, What's definitely going to happen when borders do happen and do open up again is that there's going to be a race to the bottom prices wise. You know, everybody is going to just completely murder their prices. So their their people will be here, but it will be really, really cheap. Mm, so good point. Know, good do point. Do, so and and for example, in 2008, uh, for the for the financial crisis in 2008, prices didn't come back to pre 2008 prices until 2012 Whew. so it took four years for prices to get wow. you see what i'm saying yeah so, yeah i had no idea you know, and it's so thank god thank god marcel and his son silverster who has also been very active in this kind of realized that uh they decided that hey this is you know your project and our property have you know many ways that they align yeah um, so Let's they they have the and, vision uh, to see the investment opportunity the potential here as well not just you but um, exactly yeah, that's great exactly and, that's and really for me the ice and for me icing on the cake is that you know i didn't have to invest anything uh you yeah. know there were some tables that we uh, that we had extra that I was able to bring here for the co-working uh really the only thing we purchased are the office chairs uh we built a new bar Everything else they had. That's that's great. I'm actually in a and, similar uh, situation here in Chiang Mai, where you know I recently did this motorbike tour, three thousand kilometers around Thailand, and I came back to Chiang Mai. I had was totally broke. I had almost no money, and I just reached out to a few friends, and then this guy said, "Hey, my condo is going to be available to them in a month. We're not staying there, so you're welcome to use it." So I'm staying here for free. It has a beautiful view of Chiang Mai. And I would actually like to rent this yeah. place out on Airbnb and then just keep traveling around Thailand. But, um, you know, it's just a, yeah. a financial, the financial decision at this point. Um, but that's amazing. There's so yeah, many people that are willing to help. You be, yeah. You gotta be bold. Exactly. Ask for help. Good things bold. come to those who ask. Right. Um, so, and you know, I think, I, I think that's another great, 
I think that's another great testament of this lifestyle in general uh-huh. is the, you know because you've taken yourself outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, so uh, important. There's nobody to re- rely upon except yeah. yourself. Except you maybe my parents, but chances. yeah, yeah. Ex- yeah, you don't want to rely on your parents for stuff. You end up taking stuff. chances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly you, right. You end up taking chances. You you go for things that maybe you would have been too shy or thought you would too have scared. Been able to. Well, you know, when when you when you're running out of money and you, you gotta find a, a solution, uh, these are great motivators. Absolutely. So you make it yeah, yeah. And also, I'm thinking of during this interview, I'm thinking of so many people I could introduce you to. Um, they do retreats and, you know, they want to come to Thailand. My friend Jeff, he goes, uh, he goes, he has a YouTube channel called Barefoot Jeff. And he's traveled to okay. almost everywhere in Thailand. And he actually stayed at the Sunset Hill Resort in Copenhagen. But now, of course, he's locked out of Thailand and he's traveling around Mexico because he doesn't want to stay put in the United States because he's so bored. He gets so bored, you know, loves to travel. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, I think we're in the right place at the right time with the right opportunity. So that's great what you're doing. And uh, I have a few more questions to ask you before we wrap up this interview. Another one is, yeah. so what's one piece of advice that you'd give to someone who's just starting out as a digital nomad? Maybe they haven't bought their, you know, bought their one-way ticket yet and they're, they're a little bit scared to take off um, and just leave their comfort zone behind, right? So what, what advice would you give yeah. to them? Just just to buy that ticket, man. Yeah, it's that simple, like, right? No, and yet again, it's that you know, simple. This is, it's, but it's true, and, and yeah. yet again, this is the kind of questions that pops up, uh, you know, in every interview and in every podcast that I do, is it's because it's, it's such a great question, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I have the greatest answer. You know, just just fucking do it. Just do it. You, at some point, just do it. Because hold on, the, so that we're very clear, okay? Remote working, you can do from your home, okay? You can if you're from the states, if you're from France, if you're you could do it just staying there. But okay? why it's, would you? It's, it's no remote working. Exactly, because once you introduce yourself to remote working, to the level of productivity, to the level of freedom, to the level of income, the next question is going to pop inside your head. is like, well, if I don't have to be inside the office from 9 to 5 every day, I don't have to deal with traffic, I don't need to be in an overpopulated, polluted area, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't have to have all those expenses linked to me either going or coming back from work, why am I still overpaying for a broom closet of an apartment <laughs> uh, an hour and a half from downtown? Yeah, uh, exactly. You have to. Yeah. And, and, but this is like, this This is all going to happen organically. Okay? Sure. It's going to happen organically. Mm. Now, the, the main difference with what people, you know, the digital nomads that they get started earlier and the ones that are soon to come is that the ones that are soon to come have are, are going to have the luxury of actually had the chance to see and to be proven that you know remote working works okay it is no longer going to be a fringe almost revolutionary kind of lifestyle the you know the the trail has been blazed for those people uh so they already have that going and at some point you know you just have to pack your bags and go. Yeah, absolutely. And go. You have to sure. give yourself the chance. That's it. You know, all the knowledge that you have is going to be that you're going to need is going to be accessible online. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh You know, chances are you already have a job. Yeah. At some point, if you want to become a location independent professional, you're going to have to remove yourself from the location that you're from. Yeah. And you're going to have to start. Trend. Absolutely. Now, why? I also try to express people what I what I what I try to explain legally, uh, and I'm actually writing a blog about it. You know, awesome. is that the term digital nomad? I think, although perfectly suitable for this lifestyle, was also perfectly suitable for the the people that came at the beginning, where you know. Uh, the traveling almost took the forefront of it, and the working came along when you kind of needed to make a little bit of money. 
I'm really hoping that you know we get more to a place where people have done their traveling and that along their travels they have identified those two, three, or maybe four places yeah. where you know they just feel more at home, which everyone in this world does. There is something that you can't explain, but there are some places when you set foot there, immediately you said you, you, you feel at home. And what happens is that they end up getting a place that becomes their second or third or fourth home when they have their own bed, where they have their home habits, where, you know, and instead of having to deal with the the, the stresses that comes with the cost of traveling, mm. you know, all the packing and unpacking and checking in and checking out. It gets exhausting. The place where you're going to live is not too, it's exhausting, man. And, and that's also where all the loneliness comes from. You know, because you're constantly moving. Mm. Well, yep. if you get to like a rolling where stone, instead of constantly moving, you have this, you know, almost this predetermined schedule where I'm going to spend three months in Copangan. I'm going to spend three months in Bali. I'm going to spend three months home because I miss, you know, mommy and daddy. I want to spend three months in the in the in the in, in the Swiss Alps or wherever you want to be. Then you're still location independent. But you're not necessarily as much of a nomad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I hope somewhere yeah. along the way, uh, the the movement is going to further further mature and become, you know, more about identifying the places where you're the happiest, where you're the most productive, um, instead of constantly chasing after this new destination. Wanderlust. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, I, so many yeah, of us exactly. get wanderlust. Sure. And I think there is kind of a yeah. misconception that a lot of digital nomads are just broke backpackers, right? They're just, they have almost no money yeah. and they're traveling nonstop, yeah. which isn't always the case. Sometimes it yeah. is, um, you know, but it, it would be nice to have like a permanent home base in each location, um, different places around the world. That's the ultimate goal. And I see it. It is. It's already happening. You yeah. Know? Like it's already happening. Like we're, you know, we're, for sure. we're surrounded by people for for whom Copangan is an obligatory four months per year. Then they will go to Bali. Then a lot of them like to go to Ibiza. And what happens is groups of two, three hundred people are kind of constantly meeting up with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, like look, mm -hmm. for example, I know there must be at least two two hundred people. That had spent, you know, six or seven months in Copangan, they are currently in Chiang Mai, and I know for a fact that yeah, I know a few of them. Month, month, month or so are going are going to make their way back to Copangan. Why? Yeah, it's because they know those places, they know the cities, they know the surroundings, they know what they like to do. Yeah, they have their favorite co-working spot, their favorite cafe, their favorite restaurant. <laughs> they have friends mm -hmm. that are there. Sure. And just kind of mm -hmm. moving around. Makes perfect it's, sense. It's just awesome. I'm, yeah. yeah, I actually have some friends, really awesome. um, uh, Brittany Bond. Brittany Bond, she's in yes, Chiang Mai with course, a bunch Brittany. of other people from Copenhagen, and they're planning to come back there again soon. And she's actually kind of been instrumental yeah. in helping to get a digital nomad visa passed here in Thailand. So yes, yes, it's yeah. amazing what she's doing. Yeah, but we're talking about a special. We're talking about a special lady here. Like she uh -huh. is, the, you know, uh, Brittany is a. Uh, is a lifestyle creator. Uh, she facilitates it, but she's Super also creative. part of the people that really kind of created it. Uh, I know that I had the opportunity to organize several events with her. Uh, you know, we run into to each other on a regular basis in Copangan. Uh, yeah, we're, it's, uh, she's not your average nomad. No, definitely she is somebody not. somebody that does a lot of incredible things for the lifestyle and for the lifestyle. Uh, for the empowerment of, you know, uh, nomads in general. Uh, she has an incredible way of bringing people together. For sure, uh, for sure. Yeah, I kind of miss yeah. her. Send her back, yeah. man. Yeah, she's coming back. We want her back. She's coming back real soon, I think. I actually would like to interview her on the podcast before she leaves. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming up soon, like January to March, it's burning season in Chiang Mai. So right now I'm looking out of my window here at the condo. Yeah. And the mountain is already a little bit enshrouded in smoke. So, you know, I don't want to stay here. I'm planning on coming to Bangkok and then maybe going to Koh Chang or who knows, maybe Copenhagen, uh, Koh Samui relatively soon just to enjoy those those uh, Paradise Island vibes. Well, all right. Listen, man, like I've yeah. been telling you for 10 minutes, sure. trying to convince people to stay put. 
Uh -huh. You're traveling your ass off, dude. I like, have. Come and stay for a while. Sure, sure. And stay for a while because you know, I'm thinking about it. This is great, but you know, if, if mm -hmm. you're trying to find that home, uh, you know, when you came to Copangan, you were here for what five days last time. It's not really give you the opportunity to properly discover the place. So if you come at a time, or if I saw on top of that is during like the really nice weather season, mm -hmm. and then you know all the nomads that were around Thailand are now here. Uh, trust me, man. You may uh, you may make this a more permanent, uh, you know, destination. Coming soon. Yeah, I'm thinking er early yes. next month, and my birthday is coming up too. So I really want to be somewhere fun to celebrate my birthday. Um, so yeah, definitely. Copenhagen is near the list. We can take care of that. Yeah, we can take care of that, dude. No worries. And now, actually, I have a girlfriend. I no met worries. her here in Chiang Mai. She lives Ooh, in uh, uh, Bangkok. Uh, it's, we might do some traveling okay. together. So. Okay. Keep you posted. But uh, it's been great talking to you. It's good to see you again. And I just want to want to conclude, you know, finish, wrap up this podcast. And and uh, so where where can our listeners find more information about you online? Where do you recommend going? So obviously, obviously, www.remote.digital. That's our website. That's a great way to go. Uh, you know, we're very active on Facebook, Remote and Digital, uh, Instagram. Um, LinkedIn, you're going to find a lot of stuff on, on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, these are all the, the usual, you know, the usual suspects. Uh, on all the pages, you'll actually get my own personal number, uh, which I, you know, I encourage each and every one of you to call me. Uh, I always make myself available for either, you know, a quick set of information or a longer chat about more specific topics. Excellent. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And they can find you on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, right? All yeah. the social media accounts. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All of that. Yeah. Facebook primarily, Instagram, Instagram, my personal account is not that active. I try to, but, uh, but Facebook, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fairly active on Facebook. Perfect. Well, it's been great chatting with you, Ellie. And uh, thanks so much for being Thank on the podcast. Really me. appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Anytime. Anytime, dude. Anytime. Thanks so much All for right. listening to another episode of Digital Nomad Ventures. This has been an episode, a podcast episode with Elias Saeed. He is the founder of Coast. Well, now it's uh, Remote and Digital, Remote and Digital, and he's wow. offering co-working spaces for digital nomads and remote workers in beautiful Copenhagen, Thailand. So, if you have any questions at all, feel free to reach out to him. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode. I'm going to be talking to a few other interesting folks around Thailand. So thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for updates. And uh, until next time, peace from Thailand. Oh, thank you.